0: Welcome to the Art of Healthcare podcast, where we aim to be as good at the human side of healthcare as we are at the clinical side of healthcare. My name is Chris Desmond, I'm a physiotherapist who's fascinated by how we can better help the person with the problem. Join us as we learn how to connect better, how to show up better, and how to understand our patients and ourselves better. Hey, welcome to the Art of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is the show where I usually talk with experts who help us get better at helping the person with the problem. Today, we're not doing that. I wanted to try something a little bit different, and I'm sure you've been getting a ton of value from all of the amazing people that we've been talking to so far, but I wanted to try a slightly different format to see if this was helpful for you as well. Basically what we're going to do today is I'm going to sit down, I'm going to talk through one topic really quickly. It's about challenging nocebo beliefs in a really practical way that we can put into our clinical interactions this afternoon or tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this. I'd love some feedback on it to see if this is, this is a helpful format to use in the future alongside the interviews that we have with the experts you can hit me up on social media, Chris Desmond or Chris Desmond NZ, and let me know. Or another way that you could let me know that this is helpful is by sharing it out with five of your mates. So after you've listened to this, just hit the share button on your favorite podcast app and send it off to five colleagues that would find it valuable. So I want to talk about challenging nocebo beliefs today. And probably in recent times, The word nocebo has been coming to the fore more and more, at least in the physiotherapy circles. I'm sure it is in other professions and other areas of work as well. And you're probably all aware of what nocebos are, but just to refresh your memory, a nocebo effect is said to occur when a person has negative expectations regarding a treatment cause. and that leads to the treatment having a more negative effect than it otherwise would. So it's a negative belief about a treatment or a negative belief about a diagnosis or about a health challenge that leads to a more negative outcome than, say, someone that held a positive belief around this, this treatment or around this diagnosis. And people often come and see us Holding some kind of nocebo beliefs, and they'll bring them out to us in in our clinic rooms or in the the setting that we see our patients. And for me, at least when I first started hearing these nocebo beliefs, it was a little bit of a surprise. It was a little bit of a shock, and it was a little bit like, why, why do you believe that? like what's what's going on there? Someone somewhere has told you, this thing that has really impacted your life for example I had a lady come to see me once with some back pain and I asked her to bend forward and she got sort of halfway down her thighs and I said is that as far as you can go and she said yeah 10 years ago when I first hurt my back someone told me it was bad to bend forward so this poor lady hadn't been bending for the last 10 years because of something that someone said to way back and these nocebo beliefs can be massively impactful on our patients lives and there's a variety of reasons that that people come to these beliefs sometimes it's the information that they found on google Uh, sometimes it's social media influences spouting off these beliefs Uh, sometimes it's the social proof that they see on a regular basis so a family member or a loved one that has problems that perpetuate this nocebo belief. and Sometimes it's the biomedical model of health that tells us that bending forward is bad because of the mechanics of what happens to the disc. And sometimes it's for a number of other reasons. And as health providers, we know that nocebos are bad, in parentheses, and often we'll feel the responsibility to set this person straight. But the challenge comes for us is how do we actually go about doing that without completely destroying the therapeutic alliance that we have with this person because nocebo beliefs are often are often held quite close to a person's heart they they see the social proof they've they've had this messaging and they've they've shaped their identity around it so if we just come in all guns blazing lecturing this person telling them that's completely wrong you need to go and do something else chances are they'll walk away and they might not come back and see us and, and then we lose the opportunity to help. So here are a couple of ideas about challenging nocebo beliefs in a way that is a little bit more gentle. This is not the only way to do it, but but here is one way that practically you might find helpful. And I think an important point to remember is these nocebo beliefs are quite often quite slow to change. Think about it more like a glacier moving than an earthquake ripping through the land. And often they won't change, this belief won't change just after one conversation or one interaction or one appointment. Often it's something that that takes time and takes ongoing conversations. So I guess when we're, when we're looking to address a nocebo belief there's probably some questions that you should come back to or you should start off with actually before you even begin. So ask yourself these these four questions. Firstly, is challenging this belief worth my time? Could I better spend my time doing something else with this person? Is challenging this belief worth my energy? And is challenging this belief worth threatening the relationship that I have with this person or the relationship that I'm trying to build with this person? And those those three questions probably all come back to asking yourself the question: how likely is it that this belief that this person has is going to negatively impact our progress? How likely is it this belief is going to stop this person progressing? And if you're answering no to those questions, then maybe don't go ahead and challenge that belief. Maybe just let that one lie for the time being or address it further down the track with this person. But if you do decide that it's worth your time, worth your energy and worth the challenge to the relationship, then you can approach it this way. So when you begin, focus on on how that person came to the belief in the first place and use how questions. So just come straight out and, and ask them. Actually that's that's a really interesting concept there. How do you come to believe that? And using using how questions as opposed to why questions is a little bit softer in an approach. So if you ask someone why do you believe that? Then asking being asked a why question often has a tendency to challenge a person's sense of identity and can lead to a whole lot of defensiveness. Just think about it. If your significant other asks you, why haven't you put the rubbish out yet? You automatically kind of tense up and look to either run away or, or fight. So asking it a how question, how did you come to that belief is a nice soft way to begin this conversation. And then after you've talked to them about that, ask them to explain that belief. Ask them to kind of go a little bit deeper about, okay, so if you believe that, what does that then mean? And sometimes what you'll find is that if this is a loosely held belief that this person hasn't thought about too much, then they won't be able to go into great depth about explaining that belief. Which will start to trigger a process in, them, in their head of saying, oh, maybe this isn't a thing that I do need to worry about. So asking them to explain that belief and then going on and asking them how confident are they in that belief on a scale of 0 to 10 so we love we love the numeric rating scale so 0 is you're not confident at all or 10 you'd bet your life on it and using a using a sc- a sliding scale it avoids all or nothing thinking it avoids the either the duality of a yes or a no and it allows a little bit more gray into the equation to start to to push that belief and push back on that belief a little bit more um, because if you set someone up in that duality of a, of a yes or a no then it turns into an us versus them situation and a battle of beliefs but if someone's sitting at a six or a seven then there's a little bit more wriggle room once you've ascertain their level of confidence in the belief asking them what evidence might change their mind or asking them what evidence might alter how confident they are in that belief and it's really interesting what you what you hear and what, what people come up with in regards to that and also it gives you a really good starting point for having conversations around kind of gently nudging into that belief and before you actually gently nudge into that belief, asking them permission to present different ideas around that belief rather than just launching into things. Asking them, would you be open to hearing a different viewpoint on that concept that we've just been talking about here? Rather than leaping in and again making them defensive, putting their walls up by just pushing another belief onto them and then when you finished talking about that asking them what they think and asking them has that changed their viewpoint at all and it may not have it may be these people just hold that they continue to hold that belief but what you may have done is you may have planted a seed of future change of that belief so that's a way that we can challenge nocebo beliefs in a slightly more gentle format. I think. I hope that's helpful for you. If you, if it is, definitely hit me up on social media. Let me know, and we can do some more of these episodes. If it is helpful, share it out with some of your colleagues as well, because they would love to hear from it, hear about it as well, and hopefully. Go out and gently nudge some nocebo beliefs. But before we wrap up today, as well, if you're just here for the clinical information, then sweet, thank you for for tuning in so far. But I wanted to give you a short three minute update uh, about the art of healthcare and about kind of where we're going with it and 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 what's happening. And the art of healthcare is really it's designed to help healthcare practitioners assist the person with the problem rather than just address the pathology and hopefully enjoy what they do on a daily basis so really what we're looking to do is we're looking to humanize healthcare we're looking to humanize it for our patients or for the people that we care for we're looking to humanize it for the clinicians the providers of healthcare as well and we want to do this through creating an educational platform delivering practical expert knowledge to clinicians through the lenses of how we connect with people, what we believe, and how we show up on a day-to-day basis as well. And ideally provide tailored learning experiences to enhance healthcare practitioners' art. And what's going on for us at the moment is this this started in tooth 2020 with a weekly newsletter, just asking a few questions of people to challenge their perceptions around how they practice their craft, how they practice the the human side of healthcare. It's obviously evolved into a podcast, which is what you're listening to at the moment. and, And I've had the chance to talk to some fantastic people in this space and have a whole lot more lined up to talk to. But one of the things that uh, one of the new things that's happening at the moment is we just launched the Art of Healthcare team. And the Art of Healthcare team, it's a safe and supportive online learning community which really goes deep into the human skills of healthcare, which are vital to the future of top quality healthcare. And unfortunately, the number of healthcare practitioners that care about this stuff is low most people are just super focused on the clinical skills, don't really care about the human skills, but they're going to be a really important part of the future of healthcare delivery. So we're looking to supercharge our skills and our abilities and our confidence in this area and really redefine what it means to be a great healthcare provider. And one of the reasons that I think it's important, at least for me as well, is that when I lose the focus on the person that I'm caring for, the human skills that I have and that I've developed over time actually redress regress. They, they contract. I get worse at caring for people who have put their trust in me to look after them. And that, that may be kind of mitigated by the fact that I get better at hitting a KPI or identifying a biomedical label for a problem but that doesn't always lead to better outcomes for the people that are coming to see me. And so that's why I need the Art of Healthcare team. I need a space to to focus on my human skills and to keep them at the forefront of my care and to hone them and to get better at them. Because just like our clinical skills, these human skills are learnable, they're trainable. And having the Art of Healthcare team gives me the accountability that I need to ensure that I keep working on these skills and I keep working on them as a priority it gives me a group of people dedicated to improvement that push me along and challenge my biases and it gives me the opportunity to, to understand and connect better with people and the chance to learn how I can show up better for my patients and more importantly how I can show up better for myself in this in this area as well if this sounds like something that's interesting for you, we'd love to have you on board. You can head over to team.artofhealthcare.nz to find out more information and to sign up. Or if you want to have a chat about it, send me a message on social media, Chris Desmond or Chris Desmond NZ, or send me an email, Chris at Chris Desmond.nz. And I'm very, very happy to have a conversation about it. Next week, we'll be back to the expert interviews. But again, if you've enjoyed this style of podcast, hit me up or share it out with your mates and we can definitely start to bring this into the rotation and do more of these, these practical sessions. Have a great day.